Welcome to That Game Show, the awkward, inappropriate, random podcast that occasionally talks about games. Alright, we're back with another episode. We're without Eric. Say hi, right Eric. Good All contributions. Right. <laughs> Alright, great. So, the one positive with Eric not being here is we might actually have some regular segments without sabotage. Yeah, Eric's the one who does all that. It's not me. Yeah, you, yeah. Well, I think Eric is, Eric is the influential one that helps with the sabotaging of many segments. He pushes me in a good direction. I think we complement each other. You do, and here I want to have a show without him, and I want to know if we're still going to have the segments because, like, th- that's one thing I kind of wonder is if, if it's one of those like where you have, you know, if it's me and you. We're going to have you know, good discussion, a little bit of humor here and there. I wonder if me and Eric, if we're going to have good discussion, a little bit of humor, or if he's literally going to also do the same thing and we're going to find the <laughs> catalyst for why our segments get destroyed. Good. Yeah. I don't know. I think we'll have a good discussion here today. What are we going to be talking about here? Um, We're going to talk about see if Thieves just came out. I know some people have been talking about that. We could talk a little bit about Overwatch League. Um. We can, you know, get personal, of course, because we can talk about certain things that have been going on with life, which I want... I've been meaning to ask this mm. for a long time. Okay. Have you heard the cover of Zombie by Bad Wolves? I don't think so. Okay, so if you haven't heard the story, the band Bad Wolves was supposed to cover the song uh, Zombie by the Cranberries. Right. And they were supposed to have the lead singer of the Cranberries providing some backup vocals. The day, literally, the day she was going to record with him, she died. Rip. And so they said, okay, we're like, they talked amongst the band, amongst the managers, and even like her family and the cranberries as well, and said, hey, do you want us to send this out? And we'll give the proceeds to her three children. And unanimously, everybody said yes. So. When you have that, like that's it's a big thing. Like if that's a lot of pressure, because I've heard we've heard cover songs before and they ha- never hit the mark. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so I listened to this and it is probably the best cover of a song since I would say since Sound of Silence, since mm. Uninvited by Red Sun Rising. Mm. Yeah, Red Sun Rising. It it like what's well, funny about that song is I can break down segments of my life with like riding in a car with my mother based on what cd she would have playing and she would have a like she would have a cd that she would play for two years at a time oh that sounds like me in high school where like what you went through like a cd for like two years at a time well my, my car only played like cds so i had the south park cd from like i don't know their first two seasons or whatever okay and then uh I had uh, Guns N' Roses, and that, those were the only two I had. So in the mornings, it would always be Chocolate Salty Balls by Chef, and then in the afternoon, it would always be uh, whatever song came on. Yeah, we'll, we'll say, we'll give the generic, like, Welcome to the Jungle. Well, like, welcome we'll, to the Jungle, we'll, yeah, we'll 95% like, of it. Like, yeah. We'll just say that. I mean, I went through CDs as well. Like I, I mean, Welcome to Black Parade, I had mostly going on concert, but I also cycled that with Finger 11 and 30 Seconds to Mars and whatever CD I got at the time. But don't don't judge me. They're they're friends of the no, show. Why the are name, you? It's the name. I love the name. Okay. Well, you'd like their original name. What was the original name? Rainbow Butt Monkeys. <laughs> that is Man. the God's honest truth. That was their original name, 
and they had one CD come out, and they're like, well, if we want to take this seriously, we need to have a more serious name. So they went with Finger Eleven, which doesn't, which has a more serious tone, but the, for the immature person, it has the comedic. It you know, still holds true. Yes, but um, yeah, I I remember. Do you ever have like certain things that just like. Not like repressed memories, but like you'll see something and it'll spark like a whole wave of memories. Yes. Or like that. Are you saying that to go along with the segment? No, I have ex girlfriends. All right. <laughs> and I remember just like through ages like three to five was Wilson Phillips and then went to Amy Grant and then it went to. The City of Angels soundtrack, hence uninvited. But my mom would never play the full soundtrack. And it was always, like, three songs. And it was, like, it was Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls mm. and, like, two other songs. But they would never, she would never play Uninvited, which is, like, the one song I relatively enjoyed. You didn't like Iris? I mean, uh, you be when I first movie. heard it. You gotta be special movie for Iris. When I first heard it, it was good. Mm. But, like, every radio single, when uh, that's all you hear, it kind of loses its flavor. So, like, there was that, there was Winona, Celine Dion. Celine Dion. Celine Dion. And that was, like, at the peak of Celine Dion, too. Uh, when she appeared on Total Drama Island. Maybe after. Maybe no. Was Celine Dion on Total Drama Island? A cardboard cutout of Celine Dion was on Total Drama Island. Did I miss that episode? That was... Maybe it was Total... No, it was, it was Total Drama Island because it was the fear episode because... Duncan was afraid of Celine Dion cardboard cutouts. Sandy's. It's a decent fear, yeah. yeah. I miss that show. That was actually a really good show. It was a good show. It was very... It, I don't know. I felt like it was like a real show at the same time, but I was mm-hmm. like, no, nah, it's cartoons. Yeah, it is real. cartoons. But, all right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Bad Wolves, Zombie. Check out their new CD, uh, Disobey, is coming out soon. I haven't heard any other song. They're, I mean, we're just going to give them a free plug. But if we're also yeah, going to give a free plug, we have to give it to Power Glove, who's been amazing and allowing yeah. us to let us use their content for the intro and outro which i very enjoy actually yeah know. they're really oh they're really good live i've watched the intro and outro more than i would watch our own show yeah that's fair and the bumpers and the po- i we were talking before the show the bumpers are probably my favorite part of our show the bumpers are the bumpers what make the destroyed segments slightly bearable for me absolutely knowing that you can get something salvageable out of that it's like uh-huh. my entire life yes so Coming up, we'll talk about Sea of Thieves, we'll talk about Overwatch League, and we'll just talk about other games. So we're in for a pretty interesting show, wouldn't you say? Probably not under 20 minutes. All right, yep, very good. Chase Bunker. You two do your best to completely sabotage any segment. Kyle Helmstetter. You ever have those videos? Oh, I'm sorry. This is that game show. So Sea of Thieves came out, and I believe it's by Rare, if I'm it not mistaken. Rare. So yep, yep. Rare is making a game that is not... Banjo Kazooie, not Conquer, and it's not a Connect based game. Wouldn't you say that's rare of them? <laughs> I hate you. Yeah, I hate myself too. But they're they're back to making legitimate games. Well, I mean, let's ease off the gas on that one. But yeah, they're making games. Well, I'm saying is like they <laughs> they went through a dark period where they were just making Connect based games, and I feel like yeah, that was that was a very dark. That period. was an underwhelming use of their not underwhelming that was like an unappreciative use of their well, talent underwhelming as well it, like yeah I feel like Rare is good at making platformers I mean they made a whole bunch yeah, of great yeah, games yeah they did yeah and so to see them like 
it, it's I guess it's like watching the aging athlete of like oh I remember how great you used to be and so it's kind of refreshing to see them make games but Sea of Thieves you played a little bit of it I played the beta okay. and I played some of the released content I, I can't even really call it the released game because in my opinion it's it's not released you buy you so the beta was very like I played the beta very very solid game I I enjoyed it there wasn't a lot of people on all the time so it was you know you didn't really have to worry as much about trolling and we'll call it griefing so I mean right they crash your boat for you it's kind of stupid but um but since the release trolling has been outrageous you die a lot there's not really a purpose for it at this point like you die respond yeah i heard they like you had to pay gold originally and no, now they were going to make you do that oh okay they, they did they they were gonna do it the people hated that concept because for whatever reason you know god forbid you have a, a method to not make you want to die as much mm-hmm. and then people didn't like it so they took it out they mm-hmm. they learned the lesson very quick so my only my problems have been and this is something that we saw with no Man's Sky as well. I know neither of us actually played it, but you know we both knew people. That I know did. I know people that did play No Man's Sky, so I could tell you what they thought about it when you're done. Yeah, and um, the biggest complaint is again, this is a game with potential, and I say that with air quotes because it's got a lot of room to grow. But they didn't release things to to keep it going. Now you know you release something to get it out there, and then you're just like, oh, we'll just throw updates out there left and right to keep it fresh. You know, you want to keep people coming back. Mm-hmm. But the problem is there's nothing to actually keep them there in the first place, in my opinion. It's not a challenge. It's challenging to learn the game, but once you've got it, it's what's to bring you back. Is there actually a story in the game, or is it just um, open world, you're a pirate, do pirate things? There's guilds you can join to complete, like, quests, but it's very linear style. Like, same thing happens. You go to an island, you dig up the treasure, which you don't know where it is on the island, mm-hmm. you know? Which is nice. You, you gotta put some effort in, but at the end of the day, like the first few times you do, it's very cool. You gotta get your treasure back. You know, you gotta change it in. Mm-hmm. People are trying to kill you, but then you do it like five times. You're just like, what is the point? Like, I'm not getting anything different out of this. It's the same thing over and over. So I think different quests, maybe. I think that they can start to borrow things from different pirate universes in a sense. Like you can throw bounties out there, maybe. You know, mm-hmm. I, it's hard to do that because. Who's what's to stop you from ordering a bounty on the same person over and over again? But, yeah, you know, there's different quests that they could start to do. They just got to figure out how to do them. But the most important thing is they've got to release something here because I don't think people are gonna really stick around for too. Well, long. the problem with multiplayer games in and of itself is, like you said, you have to create content for like a long time. Mm, yeah, it is. Like that's the thing. So like, let's break it down. Let's go with the most basic multiplayer game. Like let's when I say basic like I mean, RPG multiplayer like like let's let's go with World of Warcraft okay, for a second yeah because when World of Warcraft came out like that was you had a lot of stuff you can do because at that point at the beginning of of World of Warcraft time let's about to say the beginning of time but I know people can skew that sentence yeah you could it, you had to put in hours and leveling wasn't as easy as it once was mm. and then even when you finished like you reached the peak there was always more mm-hmm. so that's the like that's the thing is that you have to prepare for the diehards who are going to play all the time all the time and become your top level people yes and you have to prepare for the casuals as well so you mm-hmm. want to keep something to where the diehards you know are still playing once they reach the end and you have to have something like you know hey if i'm a casual person i don't want it to be 
so steep to where if I take a break in time, I've fallen so far behind. Well, there's a balance as well because in in games like Sea of Thieves where it's it's a PVE slash PVP, yes. you can kill other people. You know when you're not on the main island. How do you make it so that someone who's a, a not a casual, you know, they're a diehard versus a casual? How do you make it so that balance isn't just and astronomically like you get a boat that's just loaded with cannons it crushes boats in its path like how do you make that balance so that it's not completely overwhelming you have to make a raid of some kind Mm -hmm. where kind of like the kraken world events you have to go in and you have to find treasure now granted i'm going in i'm saying all of this not playing sea of thieves there are skeleton raids don't get me wrong like but they're not they're meant to be mo- done with multiple, multiple people, more than just a crew of four. But at the end of the day, um, it is achievable by just four people. Yeah, like yeah, that's the one thing that you need is you need to have multiple things to do. Um, the one of the multiplayer games I was playing for the longest time, and I'll still, excuse me, I'll still dabble in every once in a while is Payday Two. Now, with Payday in and of itself, you can't win you can't succeed as a game with just 10 missions and go all right that's it you have to expand upon it mm-hmm. now i'm not certain how payday is now because i i've it's been a while since i've played it but they still keep pushing out content they keep getting new characters heck they just put in um uh ethan and gila klein from h3h3 so they're they're putting in more people they're putting in more missions they're putting in more events so that they're coming up with something fresh and new and it's fairly regular like i'd say they put out content maybe every three months which i feel like is a reasonable amount of time i'd, I'd say that is it gives people time to play the new stuff without having to be addicted to yes some of the maps are really good some of the maps are okay and we still go back to the ones that are really good and it's all about challenges and how to succeed and eventually you know people try to death wish everything yeah but i remember what you're saying being the biggest uh is crux the right word hopefully the biggest crux against star wars the old republic was that there wasn't much to do once you reach the end yeah and that's what destiny was the same way it's the biggest plague right now on multiplayer games is you you kind of just have to over prepare with okay here's the end game content like here's the thing like you're gonna have some people who are gonna reach the end and they're not gonna have to do anything and you know what you're sometimes you're gonna not like alienate but you're just gonna have to be like okay that is a small percentage of who i have to deal with yeah but at the same time you want to create stuff to where like if we launch this this is going to last us at least three months yeah and that i think that's the thing that people aren't preparing for like when the multiplayer games like I don't know why. Like, I feel like nowadays you should be preparing for it. It's player servers. Prepare, uh, yeah. Because you've had multiple launches where, oh, servers are full. It's like Sea you, of Thieves. Okay. Yeah, it's like you kind of have to prepare for that. Like, if anything, like, I, I'm sure players wouldn't mind if you put in more and then it's like, okay, if we're not getting a lot of people, let's do some mergers. Yeah. Let's do some mergers because we want to make sure everybody's playing because you're going to have the people there are getting outed and it's like, okay... I just spent $60 on this, and now I don't get to play it. Mm-hmm. So you, you need to have that, and you also need like more endgame stuff. You can't just have one thing and expect that to hold off. Yeah. Like, you need more and more, and I think that's what's holding them back. 
I, I definitely see it, whereas this game has a lot of potential, get me wrong. Like, I, I truly think it'll it'll be a good game, but it's in the same path right now as something like No Man's Sky was, where they released it, it doesn't have the substance to, to survive on its own right now, and because of that, it'll get labeled as a bust, perhaps, but that doesn't mean that it's going to die. Well, No Man's Sky was a bit of a misnomer, where, like, the, I think this was, like, the company's first game yeah and they were promising the world and they just they couldn't deliver like they don't not necessarily pros, uh, promise the world but they said a lot of things that were interpreted as oh me and my friends are going to explore worlds and eventually you might find another group but at the same time like i i never i I looked at No Man's Sky. I'm like, you guys are promising way too much for it being your first game, and so I never, I never touched it. But I know a lot of my friends were like, were saying this. This is a single player experience that I wanted to experience with friends, and I'm not getting that experience. And now you're telling me this could be hours upon hours until I see somebody else. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, it's not quite the same. You see yeah. a lot of people in Sea of Thieves. Yeah, at least you get that. Like at least with Sea of Thieves. I also note I've according to IGN, there's been a lot of glitches as well. So it's yeah, not 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 as bad as I think. It's just the, the overall trolling and slash griefing, mm-hmm. but um, that it, that's that'll come with any game where you can. You're a pirate. It's kind of to be expected. You're gonna kill people. You're gonna steal boats. You're gonna be a general like, you know, yeah. Bag, so yeah. Uh, overall, though, I would suggest people keep an eye on it. It's got potential to be a great game. I think. It could. I mean, payday payday was out for. I would want to say. Payday 2 was out for about a year until it picked up. Like, they had that... They had, essentially, the play-for-free event, mm. and people really liked it, and they're like, okay, hey, if you liked it, you could buy it for $20 on sale. And so, that's what kind of sparked the payday... The rise in payday, and how they became a lot bigger. Mm. So, what Sea of Thieves might... You, what you might see in about six months, eight months, is... Hey, free weekend, try Sea of Thieves... If you like it, it's on sale for $30. Yeah. So that's what you could see. Uh, but if you don't, like, then Microsoft's not giving it the necessary resources to survive. They're already going to bail on it. True. I mean, they are packaging it right now with, with Xbox, the X, S. I don't know the new one that came out. I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume, the, I think it's the X. I think it's the X as well. Sorry if I messed it up for anyone that's mad about that. But yeah, they're packaging with that. So you can buy the new Xbox One X with Sea of Thieves. And I think one other game, if I'm not wrong. Um, that sounds about right. So it's a, it's a good little, you know, if you don't have an Xbox One by now, it's not a bad idea to, if you want, if you want to get one, you can yeah. pick it up like that. Do you know how much I'm enjoying Eric not being here so we can actually have a game <laughs> discussion? I love you, Eric. Please come back. Chase Bunker. Oh, why, why'd you text me 25? Kyle Helmstetter. Uh, that's when I said f- Oh, okay. That, that's right. Thank you. This is that game show. All right. So one of the games we were playing is Overwatch. Overwatch. <laughs> All right. Gotta give it the hype. Okay. Yep. Very good. Uh, Brigitte just came out. Oh yes. Have you played Brigitte? Oh all? yes. All right. Tell me what. Tell me what you think, because you seem to really like her. Um. She is just. Uh, first off. No. You know. I'm never gonna say it. Um. I think as a character, she's actually a lot of fun to play. Um. When Moira came out, I did not like Moira, and I actually still don't like Moira, but I will play her because she is a very vital component. Yes. Of a good healing team, I think. Mm-hmm. She's a strong offense slash defensive support character. It's a good mix. I hate her because 
she's very, in my opinion, she's still like kind of overpowered, trending toward that. Her side. reach on her gun is her a reach. bit annoying. The damage is fine. I think her healing is fine. I love the mechanics, but it's just the reach of her of her absorb when she locks on you. It goes around corners. Yes. If you're a low hit point character, you're probably gonna die unless mm-hmm. you kill her first, and that's hard to do sometimes. Yeah. So I'm not a fan of Moira. Burgett though feels to me. You know, it, she feels perfect. She doesn't feel overpowered. She doesn't feel underpowered. Yeah. She's support and mm-hmm. a good one at that. Yeah, her. I found Brigitte to be very useful in multiple situations. Not only with the fact of she has a stun, which oh, is yeah. important. Her heal is like her heal's not too powerful, but at the same time, like. It takes skill to use it. You can't just idly throw it out there. Because if you if you use it wrong on someone that's at full health, yeah, look at the shield, but like the healing effect doesn't do anything. Yes. Here's here's what's funny about Brigette, and I've never told anybody this, and I might show you as proof. Oh dear. A lot of Brigette's moves I had envisioned and I put when I applied for the Overwatch League, I made myself as a character. And so, uh, like, some of the moves were a microphone, but I you use it to hit people from a short distance, but you can also hit people at long distances, just like her mace. Her flail, yeah. Yeah, um, another one was my AO, like, my ultimate was going to be an AOE, where people gain speed and heal and do a little bit more damage. So... Her ultimate is kind of like that. Like, so there's certain things I'm looking at and going, oh my gosh, did they literally just steal my cover letter and do that? Because, like, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a far-reaching theory. Of course, but it's a little fun to think But about. it's, it's a little fun to think, like, did they just steal my cover letter just so they did could... Did you get nicked? I, I think I did. But, um, I thought, I think Brigitte is, which, oh, let me rephrase it. Uh, this is according to Florida Mayhem, Brigitte, because in because she's Swedish, it's she Brigitte. Brigitte. And I, I was talking to Vic. Vic hasn't played it yet. Um, of course, when I say I'm talking to Vic, um, I was only watching his stream, and he occasionally commented on my chat, which it counts. Some, it, it counts. That counts. Um, which, by advertise. the way, you should advertise on those. Pieces. I I want to get to Vic on the show because I feel like he would also add informative stuff, but he would also want to destroy segments oh, with you guys. He would fit in excellent with our cast. Yes. Like, he, I feel like he would fit in perfectly. I watched Logics, and um, I was talking with him, and they're like, you play anything else? And he said, this is what he says, and it was really, it was like, holy crap, the stuff that they have to go through. He wakes, this is what he says, I wake up, I play a round of Overwatch. I go to practice where I play Overwatch. I get home, and I stream where I'm playing Overwatch. And I'm thinking to myself, that I think at a certain point, like, as a runner, I could only get, go so fast. With you being a hockey player, having that many hours of practice, will you get, like, would you get better? Or at a certain point, you just plateau? Well, here's the fun part. And this is one of those times where I kind of get to sound a little smart. So my major is sport exercise science, obviously. Yes. And, you, and you look at that and you're like, whoa, sure you know how to work out. Yes. More than that, I focus on the human performance, on the muscularities. I focus on the physiological and as- uh, not astrological, um, and anatomical aspects of the human body. Mm-hmm. There is There are theories that 
revolve around athletics and themselves that coaches should use strength and conditioning coaches you know that head coaches should know but usually don't there are a there's a um, model that reflects training so in the preseasons you start off you started um low and you make your way up now there's something called the alarm phase which is where your performance will go down as your body becomes used to something so if i'm lifting you know i go to the gym and i start lifting 225 pounds bench press my performance will go down as my strength increases because my body is now recalibrating to all these new muscle fibers i'm recruiting okay so as i'm going back up there will eventually be a point where i plateau and that's the exhaustion phase once you hit that phase you will once again begin to decline as you plateau for for a period of time so in an aspects of athletics and mental in the case of overwatch you will hit a phase where no matter who you are you will plateau for a little bit of time before the exhaustion phase kicks in and it will inevitably start to go down. If you can f- kind of starve it off, you'll just plateau and hold steady. But at, at anything, it's just exhaustion. You, you know, eventually your body, your mind, it'll just, you'll just start trending down because you've had too much of one thing, too much of exposure. So I think in the case of uh, like uh, athletics, of course, that'll happen you know, with too much training. But in Overwatch, yeah, it's the same thing. You, you play too much, you're just going to, like, burn out. That This is quite possibly the smartest segment we've ever Kinda. had. Mm-hmm. And I, it's great. Like, I didn't think that we were, first off, capable of all this. I didn't this. think we were capable of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so I'm not crazy in thinking that, like, that you just exhaust yourself. Yeah, you, uh, that, that's just what people burn themselves out. That's exactly what they mean is their body is at the exhaustion phase of their training. And... It's important as, I mean, anybody to avoid that. So that's why you want to do it in doses and you want to manage how much you're practicing. And that's why in postseasons, when I enter, you know, nationals, mm-hmm. um, the important thing for me was I needed to stop working out off the ice and limit my on ice time. Because if I overdid it, I would no longer be prepared for nationals because I'd be on the decline. Mm-hmm. You need to hold, you, your season should be building up to the postseason. That's, that's how they see it in the eyes of an athletic trainer. Yeah. And it's the same for Overwatch, I think. Um, speaking of postseason, Overwatch just finished Stage 2. And I'll, I want to throw out this situation for you. And I want you to tell me what you think. Ooh, I like thinking. Okay. So, the Philadelphia Fusion signed a kid. And at the time of the signing, he was 17. So, he couldn't play until he turned 18, which was in... Which was early March. Hmm. So, when he played, he was the best tracer. Like, he was the best DP. Like, he was, like, out of all the tracers, like, he was the best. And they had, like, Winston's lab, like, has the stats to prove it. So, in the... They went... The Fusion, Philadelphia Fusion, ended up going to the Stage 2 playoffs. Where they advanced to the finals and... Their player, this star, this player who was a really good tracer, only got just a few minutes of action. Mm. Am I wrong for thinking if he is supposed to be your star player, even though he's had like one or two weeks of action, do you still ride with him, or do you do you say, okay, you know what, this is the formation, like this is the team that we're used to having, we're going to keep them. We're gonna get. They're going to get most of the action. I mean, I guess it, it's just. I mean, Overwatch League is just like at this point any other sports league to watch. Is the team performing at a high level prior to his introduction? Introduction. 
Um, if the answer is yes, then I would say maybe kind of work it in because, you know, at any deadline, you, you watch teams add players you know, desperately in an attempt to make a good postseason push or whatever it may be. But then how often do we see that team's chemistry thrown off and they start almost looks like they're no longer the same team you saw before, you know? Mm-hmm. They're, they're better on paper, worse on performance. And I guess, like, it would be the same for this. Like, it, are they doing well before he plays with them? Like, if, are they winning? You know, are they are they playing well? Are they being stopped at crucial points? I think I see the reason why I need Eric now is that I realize without Eric, you're the smartest person on the podcast. <laughs> and now... I need Eric back. Eric needs to destroy me. He needs to he needs to take apart what I've become. Eric is the crayon to your Homer Simpson's brain. Chase Bunker. The escape room was called Face Off. Kyle Helmstetter. I don't know if you guys have ever done this before. Yeah, you take your face off. Okay, yep, that's exactly it. This is that game show. All right, so that is our show. First off, thank you again to Power Glove for letting us use your music. Powergloveband.com for tour dates, music, merch, and all that. Um, some stuff we want to talk about, like, I realize, like, there's so much, like, I want to do for the show. Like, I want a soundboard. Yeah. But do you realize, like, here's our layout. Like, this is, I'm going to give you, a, like, a peek behind the curtain of our layout. We don't even have a curtain. We don't even have a curtain. <laughs> we have an end table and a microphone without any headsets. Yeah. And as much as I want to do a soundboard... Like, there's no way for us to do it because we wouldn't even ever hear it, which means the timing is going to be off, So, which means, like, the podcast isn't going to make money, so I'm not going to just shell out money for a podcast, like, as selfish as that sounds. No, that makes sense. We have a TV that we could watch ourselves on if we ever got to that point. We do. We That, that TV is, like, absolutely useless right now because it's literally doing nothing. All I mean, right. I think that's what we should So, keep going. I have something I want to say, but I'll say Um, So, as much as I want to add a soundboard, add more stuff eventually like i think the absolute end game is to be popular enough to where we can sell merchandise where that's not like literally white t-shirts with sharpies i do happen to like those so we will continue doing those for if you go to our panels at um if you've been to our panels before at tampa bay comic-con we are we give away just stupid undershirts with sharpies on them this year we might expand. I'm gonna go buy some eraser tips, and we're gonna sign the eraser tips and give them to you as well. All right. Well, all right. We're gonna we might, do, we might do that. I don't know. We might. It's kind of the that that sounds like that might be too expensive. We'll see what the dollar store has to offer. Okay. I got a five. I spent twenty dollars. I'm like, this might be twenty dollars too much. <laughs> of, hey, but people wanted the shirts, so uh, I, think I was, was that was the one thing I was really surprised about. Is very like, happy about that. How like how surprised they were. Like that tracer wanted our auto. Like we had a, there was a tracer cosplayer that was there. She had the good accent tracer. Yeah. Like, like that was the one thing. Like when people try to do British, they immediately try to do Cockney, and it's like, oh, you just sound. It's like if someone, hey, do an American accent, and they just go immediate red. Hey, yeah, yeah, they try to do that. And it's like, no, like there's more to that. And I guess it's also because of me watching British shows. Which, by the way, you ever watched The Inbetweeners? No. I've just, I, I just finished watching that. They had only three seasons, six episodes each season, because for British shows, they do it a lot less. And it was, it's awkward humor, but it's really good because it reminds me a lot of like, me in high school like i've never found a character i never found a show where the four main characters i can kind of relate to where like i saw little bits of me here and there now of course if you've watched the in-betweeners and you're hearing that like whoa wait how are you related to the pervy ones like well we were all 
pervy in high school where we all made also large unsubstantiated lies. So there's that. But it's a, I thought it was a really good show. They also have two movies. The movies were good. And I enjoyed them. So you might like them or not. Whatever. Check it out. Check it out? Shameless plug question mark. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So your thing. So, um... Other night, Eric and I and a friend, we all went downtown to a nice little, uh, it's a nice little, we'll call it a nerd bar. I don't like the name of that. It sounds like almost derogatory. I prefer gaming bar. Uh, we'll go with a gaming-themed bar. Gaming-themed bar. Very cool place. Joysticks downtown. Check it out. Very cool place. Anyway, one of the things that came to us was we were sitting in the lounge having a nice little drink, and it suddenly occurred, we could do a live podcast? Live recording, kind of like how we do with the, kind of like how we do with the panels. Exactly, we would do a live recording at a bar like that. Like it would be like an opportunity for you know, obviously no one's gonna come up to us because we're gonna look. I mean, no one's really gonna know us. But people see a camera, and the first thing they want to do is be on that camera. Yes. But um, it's a good little thing to do. You know, it involves the local businesses around. Not that they really need our help. Yeah, we we are a proud Orlando show. We are Orlando run, so mm-hmm. you know something like that would be a little bit fun where we get to uh, we get to involve some local places. You know, we could do that. I think it'd be great. You've been cloaking blaster before. Yes, I have. Upstairs in the Citadel Lounge. Yeah, you they've also ha- they've had they have off to the side like a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, and I just stay away from that because I'm not fluent with Dungeons and Dragons. So I played it once. I got way too deep into character. Let's just say that. Good safe, good safe little yeah there. Anyway, so yeah, something I think we could think about doing like that. Of course, we're still trying to get into the streaming business. Yeah, streaming is tough. Streaming is tough. Finding games that that would make for a good stream is harder because you don't want to play something. You don't want to drop 60 bucks out of the game. I have been playing Fortnite, though. We've all been playing Fortnite, I think. Yeah. I want to say that we've all we've all kind of... I like, haven't done it with groups yet. I've just done it solo. I've been doing a lot of duos and groups. Uh, that's been my thing. Yeah. I've won a few duos and I've won a few groups. I haven't won anything yet, but I've been in the top 10 multiple times. However, I see all that. I've played very boring. I am... All right, I'm in this house. I have decent weapons to keep me by. I'm just going to stay here until the storm moves. And if the storm moves, then I go. Yeah, it's it's an interesting... I mean, it is a way to play like that. You can't really fault anyone for doing it. It's If you're a streamer, you probably don't want to do that, but... Oh, yeah, um, like, that's the thing. Uh, usually the way I play is pretty reckless, but mm-hmm. uh, when I'm actually trying to win with a group, um, I'll, I'll dial it back mm-hmm. and we'll play, like, conservative. You know, you'll march forward, you'll kill people, but you're not going to go, like, busting down doors, guns blazing. Yeah. In fact, but... All right. Oh, every every episode, I keep forgetting to talk about my quote-unquote feud with James Arnold Taylor. Oh, man, we need to talk about that at some point. <laughs> Next podcast coming yeah, we'll up, do it. Right, we'll do it. feud. Yeah, we'll do it how I'm quote-unquote feuding with James Arnold Taylor. And other than that, um, that's it. Keep on keep an eye out for all the stuff that we're going to do. And you know, we're releasing stuff. We're active. Yeah, we're actually doing more podcasts now. So, I mean, share with your friends or not. I'm not a beggar. I am. Please share with your friends. Okay. Other than that, uh, anything else you want to add? Uh, not for this often today. This has been a really smart show. Yeah, seriously. Check us out because we'll never do this again. Yes, yeah, probably the smartest one we Eric, come back. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out more episodes on iTunes and on our YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash that new show show. And follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash that new show show.